Hey, welcome to our podcast, Taco Tuesdays with Tim Goes Online. I'm Alana Becker and I'm here with Tim Mangler. Hey, Tim. Hey, Alana. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to do another one of these podcasts. Yes, I am too. Yeah, I love that we're getting into some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and everything. And I was hoping today that we could talk about um, hearing from God. And what's that like and whether you think that's, you know, for the church for today and going into all of that. Um, so like, what do you think, Tim? Do you, do you, how, what's your experience been? Do you think that God speaks and speaks to the church now and in this day? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, my ministry has been built on that. Uh, I've heard from him many times very specifically, and it's been tremendously beneficial and helpful. And when I've acted without hearing from him, it's usually a disaster. So yeah, absolutely. He's still speaking today and to us as individuals and to the church, we just got to tune in and listen. Yeah. What, in what ways then would you say like you can hear from God? Like what, what have you experienced and what have you heard like other people's experience been in like ways that they hear from God? Yeah, there can be a lot of different, ways and when I do my teaching I have a whole long list of them but I probably won't share right now but I mean obviously you can hear from him directly it can be a, a really clear thought or impression or even a vision a picture it can be a scripture that suddenly comes to mind it can be a dream the Lord has spoken to me very clearly in dreams at night while I'm sleeping he will speak to you through other people other people will just come up to you and just speak something that you just know is from God right uh, and then, you know, I may share a story in a minute or two, but sometimes he'll use very natural means. Like he spoke to me once, plain as day, cut to the heart through uh, a magazine. Mm. But the wow. magazine was in my hands at the right, at the exact right time, you know? That's so crazy. And so you're talking about these like different ways. And I, I think that the question then comes up is, how do you know that it's God though? How do you know that the Holy Spirit is speaking through these different methods? Yeah. I mean, I think I would say first and foremost, it's through familiarity, right? Okay. If you have a regular habit of hearing from him, you'll know that it's him, right? Um, I've been married to my wife for 31 years. She, you could put her and another woman in a different room and they could both speak and I could tell you which one was my wife, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just from familiarity, just because we've been together for, 31, 32 years. And honestly, I've known you a long time. It would be the same way. I could put you and somebody else in a different room and I would recognize your voice. Mm -hmm. So some of that just comes from the relationship and the familiarity. Yeah. Um, others, you'll know it's from God. It, it must agree with scripture. If you're hearing something that doesn't yeah. align perfectly with scripture, just throw it away. So it must align with scripture. And then we know it's from God. It should also bring either a sense of peace or a sense of conviction. Mm. If it brings shame or guilt or condemnation, then it's probably not from God because those that's, are not from him. That's so good. I remember my grandma saying that. I remember her kind of asking this question and having that discussion. And she talked about how when she heard God, this just peace would come over her. So I love that. I think that's so great. Um, I know the Bible talks too about discerning spirits um and do you would you say then this is like one of the ways that you do that like 
is is through connecting it with scripture and and all that kind of stuff yeah absolutely um you know yes the bible tells us when, when it talks about spiritual gifts in first corinthians 12 one of the gifts it mentions is discerning spirits mm-hmm. and then paul in in first timothy 4 uh warns us to not believe every spirit because that there are there are things taught by demons he says so we know that there are other spirits out there that are speaking so yeah how do we discern well what i do is i go back to what jesus said jesus said the thief or the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy yeah so if i'm hearing from something and i'm trying to discern is this god is this the holy spirit or is Mm -hmm. this some demon well what's the intent what's the purpose behind what i'm hearing and is there any sense that what i'm hearing is to steal kill or destroy Mm. because then i know it's from the enemy and sometimes that's obvious and sometimes it's not you really got to stop for a minute process it think it through it and go wait a minute that feels like some killing stealing destroying there right and i think too like you're talking about like if it has shame or like anything any of those like you know guilt and stuff like the things attached i think those again can be ones that sometimes we can get lost in that it doesn't always feel like kill steal and destroy but if we think about how it is destroying that um that aspect of who who god has you know created us to be to to live in in truth and in holiness but but also in understanding our worth and our value in him and so if it takes away from if it makes us feel less valuable by god yes then that is killing and destroying right i always say shame steals shame Mm -hmm. steals our joy shame steals our peace and our purpose and our identity yeah Yeah, so if you feel shame in it yeah that's stealing because i feel like conviction is brings hope it brings hope for life to be different and to to walk in a way that is more freeing and better with jesus yeah godly conviction will come with like you said a sense of hope or a sense of peace even god Mm -hmm. can bring conviction with peace because you know in his conviction, yeah, things will be better. Yeah. The hope. Yeah. That's great. So tell us, share with us some stuff that you've experienced. Like what's a time in your life, Tim, that you feel like you've heard God so clearly and it just, like you just knew it was God and there was evidence of that fact. Yeah, I've actually shared this story in one of our previous podcasts when we talked about, we did a three-part series on missions. Mm-hmm. I think I shared that story there. Um, I had gone to Africa for the very first time. I had come home. I was in bed one night trying to go to sleep. And I had an open-eyed vision of the continent of Africa. And I just felt like I heard the Lord speak. I don't want you to be concerned with one nation, but I want you to be concerned with the continent. And, but I just knew that I'd heard from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then a time after that, I, sometime after that, I was invited to go to Mozambique. And so I had said yes. And then I'm beginning to doubt that and question that. And so I was sitting in my chair, really wondering if I should go to Mozambique or not. I'm leaning toward no. And this magazine had come in the mail and I'm flipping through it mindlessly. I'm not looking at the magazine. I'm just flipping through it, but I'm rehearsing in my mind how I'm going to call this man who had invited me to go to Mozambique and tell him, no, I can't come now. Yeah. And as I'm flipping through the magazine, I just stop and I look down and in red letters on the page, it said, next stop, Mozambique. Now the timing is everything here, right? Yeah. If I had just been randomly flipping through a magazine and had seen that, it wouldn't have meant anything to me. 
Right. But in that moment, I was rehearsing in my mind how I would tell him that I'm not coming to Mozambique. Yeah. So that was just plain as day. When I'm thinking about that in that moment, and then in red letters on the page, next stop Mozambique. And then later, sometime after that, the Lord reminded me, it didn't say last stop Mozambique. It said the next stop Mozambique. So I know there'll be other countries yet to come. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so cool. Yeah. What, what are some other types of ways that you've heard from God? Like you say, like you've had dreams and stuff and. Yeah, I've had some very, very specific dreams. One just this year, 2020, back in February, I think I had just before the coronavirus hit and the world got crazy. Uh, I had a very specific dream and in my dream, um, church service had just ended and the, the team that counts our offering in my dream this is all my dream. The team that counts our offering came out and presented me with the report. And I looked at the report and I saw an exact amount. And when I woke up in the morning, I could remember the amount, which is pretty amazing because you normally don't remember things like numbers from a dream. Right. And so I told the man who heads up the team that counts our offering and that how much I saw in the dream. And then that's exactly what happened to the penny. And it was a really odd amount that we would have never seen on a typical Sunday. And so I just felt that the Lord was, because coronavirus was just starting to come about. Things were starting to get crazy and everyone was starting to be concerned. Mm -hmm. I just felt the Lord was saying, it's going to be okay. I've got this. And I see what happens and I know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. He could show me in advance through a dream, the exact dollar amount of our offering. And again, it was an odd amount. Yeah. I just really felt like that was the Lord speaking. And then in previous years too, many years ago, I had a dream where the Lord, in the, in the dream, the Lord showed me that there were going to be two families that were going to start to cause problems in our church, but that he would ultimately be the one to remove them from the church that I wouldn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And then that's exactly what happened. Sure enough, two families started causing problems and then the Lord just removed those two families and I didn't hardly have to deal with it. Wow, that's so cool. Do you, would you say that God speaks mostly to you through dreams? Like, do you feel like that's one of your main sources or? Uh, it happens quite a bit, probably okay. more than for most people. But like, if we wanted to switch our terminology just a little bit and talk about like more prophetic, um, that happens to me the most. But I have to work at that. A dream, you're just sleeping in the, and the Lord is just speaking. Yeah prophetic i kind of have to get into that place okay um and then stay in that place there's a little bit of uh work i have to do on my end but that's where i I hear the most is in that prophetic place would you like when you have these dreams and you wake up from them do you like have a sense that this was prophetic and is it something that you sit and write down right away or anything Yes, sometimes. I mean, there was one year, I I think it was the year 2009, it was December 2009. I woke up and the Lord gave me what I thought was going to be a sermon series. Okay. I just woke up and the sermon series was there in my head. So I started writing it down. Well, it ended up being my sermons for the entire year 2010. That's crazy. Uh, The whole year, that one morning, I basically outlined my entire years with a message, but yeah, very much it was prophetic and very much I remembered it. And then I've had other, I've had other dreams that where they were just so vivid that I've had no troubles remembering it. And there have been times and dreams where the, it, 
the dream is also accompanied with the presence of God. Mm. Like I had a dream once about healing and cancer in a third world country. And in the dream, the presence of God just fell on me in a huge way. And then I woke up from the dream, but the presence of God was really on me in the natural. It came with me out of the dream. That's so cool. I love that. Um, Tim, what would you say to someone who's trying to hear God speak to them? Like they hear this and they go, yeah, that's something that I've been wanting or, you know, it's something I've been wanting for a long time. What, what would you say to them? Yeah. Getting started hearing from God. I think the first thing I would say is just be available. Mm. Uh, oftentimes people think you have to be like super spiritual or something to hear from God. Okay. You just have to be available and willing. Hmm. God uses the available. And so make yourself available for that. And then the other thing that I would say on a very practical level is to hear from God, sometimes we have to turn down the volume of our flesh hmm. or turn <laughs> down the volume of the world around us. Hmm. If you want to hear from the Lord, maybe pull the earbuds out once in a while, go without music or go, go without listening to a podcast, even if it's ours. Um, <laughs> but just be more in, you know, turn down that volume of the world around you so that you can hear. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's just a practical story of that once. So I was driving, I had attended a conference down in central Illinois and I'm driving home from the conference on a big major, I don't know, I 57 or what, but a big major highway, you know, going 50 miles an hour. And I had worship music cranked on. I'm worshiping, having a good time. And I just felt the Lord said, turn, turn off the music. Hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So I turned it down a little bit and the Lord said, no, turn off the music. All right. So I turn it down some more and the Lord said, no, turn off the music. So I turned it off. Finally, it took me three times to get obedient. And then right at that moment, a car goes whizzing past me in the left lane. And once they get in front of me, I realize that their right rear tire is completely flat. Hmm. And they're driving 60, 65 miles an hour on a flat tire. And then, and first, my thought was, gosh, how can they not realize they're driving on a flat tire? Yeah. But then because I turned off the music, I heard that still small voice of the Lord say, I need you to pray for them. Oh. So I started praying for the people in that car and for that safety. And I hadn't prayed more than a few seconds. And that tire blew. (gasps) And so they almost lost control of the car. Thankfully, it was a rear tire. And so the woman driving was able to maintain control. But that caused her car to slow down very rapidly. So I had to slow down very rapidly. Yeah. So she starts moving her car off to the right to get pulled off the side of the road. So I follow her. I just pull off the side of the road right behind her. And I got out of my van and I went up and I, and I said, do you need help? And she says, sure. So I started helping them change the tire. The tire was literally so hot that I couldn't touch it. Oh my gosh. It rolled. When I, when I finally got it off the car, it rolled down in the ditch. I was afraid it was going to start a grass fire because the grass down there was real dry. Oh my goodness. Um, and the lady just kept thanking me, thanking you, you know, thanks for being here. And I'm like, well, you know what? The Lord was speaking to me about you. I saw you pass with a flat tire. He told me to start praying for you and this and that. And we ended up having a great conversation, but the Lord had told me to turn off the music Mm-hmm. And then just in that very still small voice, it says, I need you to pray for them. Yeah. That's so crazy. Sometimes, yeah, we just got to quiet, quiet the noise around us if we want to hear from the Lord. Quiet the, the physical realm noise and then quiet the noise inside of us as well. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and sometimes fasting can be helpful for that. Um, you take uh, just a season or a day. I used to fast one day a week. I haven't been able to do that lately, but uh, just fasting is a way just to turn down the noise of our own flesh. Mm-hmm. And that just helps you then to begin to hear from the Lord. So be available and turn down the noise. Yeah. It's interesting. This this might be like a weird question in a sense, but like, how would you describe and how, how did you know that like, that God was telling you to turn off the music? I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it could be your own thought. You wouldn't be telling yourself to, but right. how would you describe that more? Yeah, because like, I didn't really want to turn, it was worship music and I was having a great time worshiping and driving. I didn't really want to turn it down. When you hear from him, it's otherly. You know it came from outside of mm-hmm. yourself. You just know that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like, you wouldn't have an argument with yourself about that. Right. It wouldn't have been my first desire to turn it down, and then I wouldn't have argued with myself about it. Yeah, right. right. Interesting. Um, well, what about someone else who, like, what would you say to someone who feels like they've been hearing from God, but they have this hunger to hear more? or even t- hearing us talk about it, they, they want to experience this more. And I think you were saying some, some of the things like fasting can help you turn down your own voice more to hear God. But do you have anything else too for people who are yeah. looking for more? Yeah, obedience. Sometimes mm-hmm. people tell me, yeah, I used to hear from the Lord and I don't anymore. I tell them, well, go back to the last thing you heard him say or do, and then do that. And then mm-hmm. you'll hear again. It's about obedience. We plateau in our giftings when we plateau in our, in our obedience. Mm. You'll only speak to us and continue speaking to us if we're obedient and faithful with it. Mm. Otherwise, he's just kind of throwing away his pearls, so to speak. If he gives you a word, if he gives you, if he speaks to you, there's usually intent or purpose with that. And yeah. sometimes there's a response from us that's required. And if we're not obedient, then he won't keep speaking because kind of what's the point? Right. Yeah. Like if I were to keep, if I were to have conversations with you and you were kind of to ignore me in that conversation, I kind of just go, well, I guess Tim doesn't want to talk to me anymore. That's okay. Like I'll just right. go find someone else to, who's listening to what I have to say, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We, we plateau in our giftings when we plateau in our obedience. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, that's great. Now, like, there's, there's just one other thing I was kind of wondering if we could tap into a little bit today. Um, you notice a lot in the Old Testament how people will ask God to confirm his word or they'll put like a fleece out, you know, to be like, have it be wet in the morning, have it be dry in the morning or whatever. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on, on God confirming his word? Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you said, it's biblical. Um, it's, it's okay to do that. I would hesitate to do a full-on fleece, like make it wet or make it dry, but it's perfectly legitimate to pray and say, Lord, can you just confirm this to me in some way or somehow? Uh, that's perfectly legitimate. Just be careful that that doesn't become disbelief or disobedience. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we know we heard from the Lord, we just don't want to do it. Okay. And so we ask for the confirmation as a form of disobedience. Interesting. Yeah. We just don't want to act. And so that's a great excuse. Oh, I'm still waiting for confirmation, you know? Right. Interesting. Do you have any like stories that you can think of off the top of your head that you ask God for confirmation on? Uh, Right off the top of my head, no, but maybe one will pop in before we're done. Great. Great. 
Well, um, I just kind of want to share and remind everybody that we do have spiritual gifts, uh, spiritual gifts class coming up in September. I believe the start date is Wednesday, September 16th. Is that correct, Tim? Yes, it is. And that usually starts at seven o'clock. So yes. if you're interested in learning more about these things, we'd love to have you join us in Crystal Lake. Um, thanks, Tim. You're this welcome. Thanks I really, I really always appreciate your sharing your stories and your experience and helping us understand more clearly how we can go deeper in a relationship with God. Well, I enjoy doing these. So thank you for hosting them and asking great questions. You're welcome. And thanks everyone for joining us on Taco Tuesday with Tim Goes Online. And we'd love to have you join us again next week.